Hello, good evening and welcome to this week's edition of the Ponty Rugby Show here on GTFM. It's great to have you with us this Wednesday evening. I'm Gitto Davis, hosting the show that brings you all the latest news and views from your local Premiership Rugby Club, Pontypridd RFC. We've plenty to offer on the show tonight, looking back at a high-scoring Valleys derby between Merthyr and Ponty last Saturday, which unfortunately ended in another away defeat for Pontypridd, and looking ahead to the next game coming up in the Indigo Premiership Cup, another derby encounter, this time at home to old city rivals Cardiff. Our main feature on the programme will be a chat with a past Ponty legend, former Wales number 8 Gary Jones, who made 165 club appearances between 1980 and 1985 and was capped five times by his country. We can talk to Gary about his illustrious career and his thoughts on the current Wales setup, reflecting on recent results in the Autumn Internationals. We start the show, as ever, with a regular news round item compiled by our correspondent, Grace Reynolds. We start this week's news round with a reminder about the exciting Christmas event taking place at Pontypridd RFC. Friday the 3rd of December 2021 is sure to be a date for the Diaries. Ponty Rugby present their first event of a planned programme of entertainment for the coming league season, a Christmas masquerade ball. After all the trials of the past months, the club welcomes all to begin the Christmas party period with us in the Grandstand Lounge. Only your masquerade masks required. The wearing of fancy masks is definitely encouraged. Prizes will be provided for the best efforts. You can help yourself to the buffet that's provided, dance like there's no tomorrow and like there's no one watching. And there's fabulous live music provided by the Semantics. That's Friday 3rd December 2021, 7pm till late in Pontypridd Rugby Club's Grandstand Lounge. And now for the ticket information. Tickets are available at the club on match days and from the club office on Monday and Thursday mornings, 9am till 12 noon. Alternatively, you can email the club to reserve your tickets. The email address is media at ponty.net. Ticket prices are £15 with a 10% discount for season ticket holders and club members. Pontypridd's Round 9 Indigo Premiership Cup clash at home against Cardiff on Saturday 20th of November 2021 will now kick off at 1pm after both clubs agreed to a change in kick-off time. Wales face Australia at the Principality Stadium in the last of their Autumn Nation Series 2021 matches later that day at 530 and as usual, Pontypridd RFC will be the place to watch top rugby entertainment on and off the pitch this autumn. So after you watch Pontypridd play Cardiff, why not head into the clubhouse for a drink and to watch some more exciting sport on the TV? Saturday the 20th of November promises to be a heavenly sport-filled day. Win or lose. Last weekend saw Pontypridd visit their Valley rivals Merthyr in another Indigo Premiership Eastern Pool fixture. After a pretty close first half for both teams, it was in the second half that Merthyr really put their foot down on the accelerator and zoomed ahead, making the final score 61 points to 32. This score means that Pontypridd have dropped to fourth place with a grand total of 19 points overall. Merthyr have overtaken into third place with a points difference of three, giving them 22 points overall. Ponty will hope to get back into winning ways when they welcome second place team Cardiff this coming Saturday. 
Don't forget to keep up with all the latest news and developments at Pontypridd RFC. Log on to the club website www.ponty.net or their social media platforms at Pontypridd RFC. Thank you, Grace. Our special guest this week is former Pontypridd and Wales back row star Gary Jones, a both boy come good. Our listeners of a certain age who can remember back to the 1980s will know him well. Also, maybe with reference to his spell as Ponty team manager at the turn of this century. Everybody from the Ronda, of course, has got a nickname, and Gary is better known to his friends and acquaintances as Boomer. So when I linked up with Gary earlier in the week, quite naturally my first question was, where did the moniker Boomer come from? Oh, long story. Uh, firstly, we were on a, on a tour of Canada and um, coming back by presents, I bought a, a baseball bat, which is on the, on the baseball bat was Boomer. <laughs> but Di Thomas, the old uh, the physios, I still keep in touch with Di, a good friend of mine, he claimed it then, he said, because obviously my nose, and there was a, <laughs> it was, um, a character in a Disney film it was. It was a seagull, it was, and the name of the seagull was Boomer. Oh, right. And there's a term in rugby as well. If you, I, I did used to pick up a lot of tries, and people used to say to me, oh, you seagull in again, you seagull in again. And yeah. it's a two-end, uh, and then, and then. So all of a sudden, then, die, die. I think Dennis Young had something to do with it as well. You look uh, and um, and then uh, well, ever since then, I think I was about 1981, I must have been. Yeah. And ever since then, I've been called Boomer. Well, Boomer you are to everybody that knows you. And um, how did uh, you, you're from Porthen originally? And um, what was Porth, your yeah, Porth, Porth. Uh, your early rugby career? Did it start off with Porth RFC? No, no I um, I was I'm a Porth boy, yeah, but I was doing my apprenticeship in a place uh, down on uh, Atlantis Saint uh, from Europe, and I was working. I was apprentice fitter. I was. And I was working with a bloke, and Mervyn John is in. And uh, he was an old player from Mr. Ronda Rugby. And uh, he said, why don't you come up and have a go? They're all about starting a youth side and this and that. Like, so I went up there then, me and a couple of mates from Porth, about four or five of us. And um, the youth team hadn't started. So we had a couple of runouts for the thirds. And then the, the next thing in, a youth team started. And then um, eventually, I had a couple of games for the, the thirds team. And then... Joe Smith, like Joe Smith was working in France at the time, and I nearly went over to Crosskeys, a couple of clubs that was was looking at me. Yeah. But Joe said, he said, come down and have, have a crack with us first before you do anything. And I went down then, uh, just pre-season. I think I was 1979. Right. And then I had a, a run for the seconds, first game of the season, and I got picked then for the um for the first the following Saturday then. And Joe Smith was the coach at Ponty at the time, was he? Joe, Joe was coaching then. Right. But he was. He, I think Joe was only there for about, I think he was there for the pre-season. Um, and then he took over the club, if you can remember. Ah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, so, and he handed in the coaching uh, reins then. And I think, if I can remember right, then I think it was either Kenny, I think it was Kenny Thomas become yeah. coach then. And uh, I can remember if it was him or Eddie, Eddie Jones. So... That's it, Eddie yeah, came in then, yeah. Yeah. Well, when you came down to Ponty, at that time, well, 1980 then, you had some of the giants of the club, you know, Tom David was there, yeah. Carl Smith, who was a, a very good number eight, Mike Shellard. What was it like for you oh, as a awesome. youngster coming into that environment oh, with players like that? Oh, it was awesome. Um, I can always remember, I watched the game down there 
and this was like the year before it was Easter uh, an Easter Saturday game where they played the Gend and Chris Ellen was playing and he, he, he was just about to go north and yeah. um, I remember watching the game and oh, it, it just took me it did um, it was a hell of a game anyway but you were, the, the two number eights was there was Chris Eldon for Ponty obviously and then you had Steve Penny Ellis and it was, it was quite a high scoring game and like you were just watching them taking kickoffs, and then oh, it was it just blew your mind like it was unbelievable like the, the, the skill level was superb like yeah so um, when I got a chance to play with them but well, like say to play with Tommy was 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 unbelievable like you know what I mean and, and he, he was in his last two or three years then probably yeah, but it was it, it was he take three men out and pop it with the ball like as I say back to scoring tries like and, and Tommy was a was a renowned try scorer anyway. But um, yeah, he was he was he was immense. You know what I mean? He's so powerful, unbelievable. But then like Mikey Shellad was just a workhorse. You know, character again with the club. You know, Don Jones. Don at the time, Don was yeah. very underrated. But he was a magnificent player. Don very very quick, really good handling skills. Yeah, tremendous. And then you look at the front five then, when you had like Bob Penn, the name says it all, Bob, like 800 yeah. plus games. You had Johnny left there. Then a couple of boys then from Cardiff had come out. I remember Bob Cooksley, Sean yeah. Sullivan, good boys. I remember playing with like Jimmy Newland. I thought Jimmy Newland was the bite, one of the best tight things I've ever played with. Absolutely right. tremendous. thought he would have gone on possibly to international honours. Like. Yeah. And Carl Smith also would come up from Cardiff from Carl, Carl come up then. Um, let me try and think. Yeah, that, that would have been 80, 81 because we all we played in the same back row as the men when we played Australia. Ah, right, yeah. Because uh, the back row went with myself because I played seven that game. Um, Carl was eight and then Mikey Shellard was was uh, was six. And like, we turned him around like 6-3 we lost that game, you know. Yeah. I think it was, I think it was one of the only... Uh, the only game I heard that uh, they never scored a try on the tour. Right. Was it hard for you to to push your way into that team then, you know, with all these players around you? Did you, did you have to bide your time a little bit to get games it was, for Ponty? It was funny, like, as, as I said earlier, I, I, I had a game for the Athletic on the, the first game of the season uh, against Rumney, it was, and it was, it was down in, in um, oh, at the Red Velen field, I think, we played. And uh, the following game, and Joe said to me, we gave him a run out for the first Saturday. You know, it blew me away. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I couldn't get over it. Yeah. And as it was then, I had, a, I had a decent game. I've got to be honest. I picked up two tries. We played Exeter. Right. And um, so I thought then I would have been stepping back then. But we played, we played Neath then. I'm not sure if it was the following week or whatever, but I got picked for that then. And we beat them at home. And Neath was a good upcoming side then. They, they won like they were... In the late eighties, they were they were, yeah. they were just a very very good meritable side. Yeah, but then we beat them comfortably. I always remember that then because um, the back row for them and there was a bit of forward Di Morgan. My God, hell of an handful. But right. anyway, we beat them, and then I got picked again. Then and we played Ebu Vale, and with Ebu Vale, then uh, Clay Burgess was in the back row. You know. Yeah. And um, what do they call him? The clamp is it a claw? A claw, I think, isn't it? Yeah. And. Um, and I had a good game against him, and then it just it just went from there. Then, and I seemed to establish myself. And I, I was fortunate enough; I, I I could play eight and six yeah. and then, and then, as, as against Australia. I played seven, so uh, I was fortunate in our way, a bit versatile. Like, 
you made a name for yourself, obviously, but the, the move to Llanelli came down. Was that specifically, you know, to, to look for a Welsh Cup? Had, had you been tipped off maybe that you were in the selectors' eyes? Well, I'd I been in the... I think it was that right. Me and Bob, Bobby Dyer had been picked for the Wales B squad, um, which were playing in Australia. And um, we went down, then the squad training and all that, but never really had a look in. But then after about two or three years, the Ponty team seemed to go downhill a bit anyway. Right. And he wasn't having the recognition. Like, I think if, if it was like the first three years, I might have had a bit more recognition. But they didn't look as the same. Like, and, and the standards were dropping a bit, if you know what I mean. I don't want to be awful with her, but, but it was. Yeah. And it was dropping slightly. Like, and um, it wasn't... I was, so, I was still very, very happy down there, down in Ponty. I loved Ponty. And... Um, but then when people then start mentioning to you and um, look, um, so-and-so was interested in who so-and-so was interested because I could, Cardiff wanted me to go down there. Yeah. Just before I went to Tletley and uh, I, I did a training session. I went down with an um, old Ponty boy as well, Steve Cannon, who's a scrum half yeah. and physiotherapist. And I went down there, but oh, I just, it, it just won for me. I didn't like it uh, one right. bit. Like. But yeah. when I eventually got asked to play for Tletley, it was a, a was playing Fiji and they wanted me to play for the touring game but they, they wanted me then though to uh, uh, used to have permits but they wanted me to sign straight away and I said oh look if I don't like it I'd bug it and I've got to stay with you for the rest of the season Yeah. so they said that's no problem so then they got in touch with me then about about four weeks later they were playing Cardiff on a Saturday and we had just I don't forget remember we'd lost to Dunvant down in the cup all right Right, we'd lost on the Saturday, but then we played Pontypool on the Wednesday, and, we, and Pontypool were the top side then, and we'd give them an hell of a game. It, it was, we just couldn't fathom it, how, how we could play so poorly on the yeah. Saturday. And then to play so well, we, we only lost by about four or five points. Yeah. We was in a selection meeting then on, um, on the Thursday, and uh, I was in there, I think, because Kerry Williams who was a captain, I think he was injured, so I had to go into the selection meeting. And Tlesley phoned me then and they, and they said, we'd like you to play on the, on the Saturday against Cardiff. And, I, and they said, and they would do the permit process. And so they said, um, I said to, uh, to Kenya and the, and the selectors, and I said, look, I'd like to have a go if you don't. Yeah. I, I regretted it if I hadn't done it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, it led to, obviously, it was five caps for Wales, but your, your debut was out in New Zealand, was it, on a tour? Yeah. That must have been a... A very daunting yeah. prospect to face the All Blacks out there. Yeah. To be honest, though, i got to be honest then, I, I think there was, well, they were jumping ship. There was a lot of players jumping ship that time. And I think there was a lot of people in front of me in the queue, but just didn't fancy it. There were some flankers who were, who were actually out there on tour with these so-called clubs or like uh, invitation sides, whatever. Yeah. And they, I know they approached so and they all said, no, no, but because <laughs> it was my first, it would have been my first cap. You know, I yeah. went that I flew out then with, with Jonathan Mason because and he was on holidays in Cyprus, I think he was. Right. I met him then uh, in London and uh, and then we flew. I think we got out there then for, for one of the midweek games uh, in Christchurch. Yeah. I know as a former Welsh player, you know, you, you get tickets for the home games. You still obviously watch Wales. You, yeah, go, go the set up, you know, with the autumn international has just gone now. How do you think yeah. it's going currently for Wales? Bit of it, they're missing it at the moment, you know. Um, we just don't seem to be able to. I think once we get everybody fit and on the field, we get our first 15 out on the, on, on the, on the pitch regularly. 
I think we know we, we, we're the game for anyone, you know what I mean? I don't know what happens with us in New Zealand because like we, we just can't get near them. Then Ireland will go, you know, they've beaten them three out of five and then we'll play Ireland and we, we've got no problems with them. Then. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just mental. I don't know whether it's a mental block or... Yeah. I don't know. But no, I, I'm quite optimistic about us beating Australia this week. Now I think we'll uh, should uh, do all right there. Yeah. Physical game Saturday, I'll do uh, the Fijians, my God. <laughs> it was close, close run, was it? There's a lot of youngsters coming through, obviously. Um... It was, uh, yeah. Take a look at my mate. And uh, we started to get that base, yeah, like the back row at the moment. I think these, like Basham now, Wayne, right? Thomas Young has come in and all that. Some some great boys, like, you know, tremendous. Yeah. And, and that's built, like you've got Navidi and Judd, and oh, got plenty of riches in the back row. And I think with, with the second rows are coming through now as well. You know, the, that, uh, the young lad from Whitchurch again. He's come through, he's another big lump and all that with Rowlands, Adam yeah. Beer, yeah. So, yeah, a couple of more props again now and we should be all right, I think, guy. So the, the Wayne Pivak here, it seems a little bit up and down, but do you think it's going in the yeah. right direction overall? But I think it resembles what he'd done with last year, or the Scarlets as is then. Um, it, it took a while for him to bed in, like, and, uh, and then they won, the, they won the, the, uh, the Pro 14 then. Again, like, we, d- we didn't play the. We, all right, we might have been fortunate with uh, Sin Binnings in the last uh, uh, home nations, but like to win that then after a poor it was in the Tri Nations before, you know. So yeah. that was he's done well there, like so. And he's got. A, I think he's got a real good um, backroom staff with him, like Gethin, you know, Ponty yeah, yeah. Boy, Tremenda, Martin uh, Williams, and other one, obviously team manager. Martin, Martin is. Uh, is there the, um, the team manager's role? Yeah. Um, them, please, you know, they're all, they're all um, good boys, like, you know, so they've got a real good um, backroom staff. Eh? So, yeah, I, I think I can be, remain optimistic, I've got to be honest. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, Gary, it's been great talking to you about uh, the old times that we, we've been looking ahead to, to Wales' potential yeah. uh, for the future as well. So, Great to catch up with you and um, no thanks for being with us as a guest on the Ponty Rugby Show. Thank you. Thank you. Good old boy. Brilliant. Well, that was a bit of a tri-fest up at Wern last Saturday, as Grace mentioned in her news round report earlier on. Ponty going down to a 61 points to 32 defeat against Merthyr. Ponty notched up four touchdowns, scored by scrum half David Buckland, lock Jack Pope, winger Dale Stuckey with his ninth of the season and back rower Kai James on his senior competitive debut. The four tries earning a valuable bonus point but Merthyr in return scoring no fewer than nine tries to register that big win. So there are only two matches remaining in the pool stage of the Indigo Premiership Cup with Ponty striving to make the playoff stages of the competition. Next up is a crucial home tie against old rivals Cardiff. As if that game needs any sort of hyping up, but it is a must-win game for Ponty, who are currently nine points adrift of that all-important second position in the eastern pool of the tournament. As Ponty take on the Blue and Blacks, they will seek to avenge a 29 points to 15 defeat down at the Arms Park earlier in the season. And remember that the big match on Saturday kicks off early at 1pm with the Wales versus Australia International to follow, shown on the big screen at the Sardis Road Clubhouse, kicking off at 5.30pm. 
Well, finally this week, a word of congratulations to veteran Pontilock Christicamidis on once more representing the land of his forefathers, Cyprus, in a senior international last Saturday. Dicko played for Cyprus in their 8 points to 29 home defeat against Croatia at Paphos. At least we hope that the weather was warmer in Paphos than in Pencoid. That's it for another week on the Ponty Rugby Show. We hope you've enjoyed what's been on offer this evening. We'll be taking a break off the airwaves next Wednesday as we won't be broadcasting the show due to holiday commitments. I'm Gitto Davis in the meantime wishing you all the very best and have a good week till, well not next week, but the week after. Good night.